Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 26. How many times have you tried to create a new healthy habit, but it just does not stick? It can be really frustrating and discouraging. The reason that your habits aren't sticking might be because you're leaving out the final and really crucial step in the habit loop. So we're going to go over what that step is and how you can master it in today's episode. Here we go. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I am so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Good morning. Well, it's morning for me. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but right now it's morning. It's a beautiful day. I actually tend to record a lot of my episodes at night because I have to have them in by midnight on a certain day so that they'll air at the right time on Thursdays when they come out. And I can be a procrastinator sometimes. And so sometimes I'm recording and editing and getting it all ready right before the deadline so I can get it posted just in time, in the nick of time. So I'm feeling pretty good that I'm a little bit ahead of my game today. I have to tell you, I have recently discovered the joy of Sudoku. Have have you ever played that puzzle game? It's puzzle, it's like with numbers and you have to have one through nine within each box and within each line. And anyway, it's been around for a long time. It's been popular. I mean, it was really popular a while ago. I'm a little late to the party here, but I just, my son had a Sudoku book and he wanted a little bit of help. So I sat down and started doing it with him and I like got addicted. I like did Sudoku for like hours that day. It was really bad. But the reason I bring that up is because I can see how my brain really took hold of the thing we're going to be talking about today in the habit loop, the last step. And it ran with it. And Sudoku was like, lighting up my brain in the reward center every time I would find the number that fit in the the right square. And once I finished an entire puzzle, anyway, we'll get into why I became addicted to Sudoku because of this thing we're talking about. So first, before we get into it, let's go over the habit loop. We talked about this back in episode number 10. So you can go back and listen to that if you want to deep dive into this habit loop. But just as a refresher, to form a habit, you need a prompt or a trigger. You need that to then lead to a craving or a thought or a feeling. That leads to your response, your action, or your habit. And then the final step that we're going to be going over more today is the relief or the reward you get from doing that response or action. When creating a new habit, we need to be really intentional about every one of these steps in the loop. We need to design a specific prompt. We need to choose the thought or the feeling that we want to have after encountering that prompt. We need to be really specific about the response or the habit that we're forming, the action. And then Finally, we need to find a way to create that reward or that relief for our brain, especially if that doesn't come naturally at first. Like if it's a habit you're trying to produce that doesn't have some sort of a natural reward for your brain. So let's hone in on that reward or relief part. Once a habit is established, 
The relief that you get just from completing the habit loop is usually enough for your brain to want to continue the habit. For example, think of a habit or a routine that you already have. How do you usually feel after doing that habitual behavior? I personally have a habit of saying my prayers in the morning and in the evening after I brush my teeth. Now, if I brush my teeth in the morning and then continue with my day without saying my prayers, I kind of feel like a little bit unsettled, like there's kind of something missing. My brain is looking for the relief it gets from saying a prayer after brushing my teeth because that's what it's used to. But when I was forming my prayer habit, I didn't have that. My brain wasn't used to getting that every morning, so it didn't really realize when I forgot to say my prayer. Until a habit is established, you don't get that natural, natural relief from completing it. So when I was, again, developing this prayer habit, I had to provide a small reward so that my brain knew that that was a habit that I wanted to continue doing. In his book, Tiny Habits, Dr. B.J. Fogg uses something he calls celebration to help reinforce any new habit. This is a way that we can kind of drill into our brain that this is an action we want to continue. So why is celebration so important? Dr. Fogg says, when you celebrate effectively, you tap into the reward circuitry of your brain. By feeling good at the right moment, you can cause your brain to recognize and encode the sequence of behaviors you just performed. In other words, you can hack your brain to create a habit by celebrating and self-reinforcing. In his research, Dr. Fogg found that people who really embraced this concept of celebration when trying to form new habits were able to create new habits much quicker than those who skipped this step. So it is possible to create a new habit without doing this step, but it's likely going to take a lot more time. We often hear that habits take, what, 22 to 30 days to form, but I have found, and Dr. Fogg also mentions in his book, when you incorporate this step of celebration, that can actually be shortened quite a bit. You can form a habit a lot faster than that. A lot of people might skip this step because, I mean, it is one more step you have to remember, but also it might feel a little, little uncomfortable, maybe a little hokey, like it's really not helping much. And I have to admit that this reward or celebration part of habit formation was one of the parts that I was a little resistant to when I started really focusing on my habits. And it was also one that I would often forget to do. But once again, once I really kind of embraced it and tried it out, I realized how powerful it really can be. You see this a lot in video games and other digital products. You get little rewards or happy sounds all along throughout the game to kind of give your brain that little zap of dopamine and encourage you to keep going and then also to come back to the game later. It's funny, I noticed last week as I was uploading my podcast episode for the week into my hosting site, my podcast hosting site, which is named Buzzsprout, Uh, They showed a little image that says, congratulations, you uploaded a new episode or something to that effect. And then a burst of this digital confetti gets shot onto the screen. And I noticed because I I had already kind of prepared this episode, outlined it. And so I kind of had it on my head and my mind. And I noticed when that happened, I really did get like this little jolt of happiness. (laughs) Something so simple as this digital confetti being shot on the screen. So it's funny just what our 
how little of a reward our brain needs to get that little hit. It's important to remember that emotions create habits. This is good and bad news because emotional eating is an example of emotions really reinforcing habits in often a negative way. But we can use that fact to our advantage when it's a habit that we want to reinforce by trying to create as much emotion around it as possible. A lot of times we try to reward ourselves with things like with external things like I'm going to get myself a treat or go on this vacation or buy myself that thing once I've achieved some sort, some sort of goal. But intrinsic celebrations really help us actually create that feeling of success. External rewards can motivate us to a certain degree, but it's the ones that we feel intrinsically that really have the potential to motivate us the most. When you are forming a habit, there are three potential times that you can incorporate this celebration technique. You can do it as soon as you remember the habit. You can reward your brain for just remembering to do it or for remembering to respond to the prompt that you set up to do your habit. You can also incorporate celebration as you're completing the habit or performing the action or after you've finished the action, then you can celebrate. That's probably the most common time, but you can really incorporate it at any or possibly even all three of those times. So let's go over what celebration actually looks like. If you watch kids really closely, they seem to be a lot better at celebrating things just naturally than we adults do. In fact, Dr. Fogg points out, and I quote, that adults usually have lots of ways to say, I did a bad job, but very few ways of saying, I did a good job. We rarely recognize our successes and feel good about what we've done. I definitely see this in myself. I am definitely my my own worst critic and I'm constantly looking for what I did wrong and what I could have done better and how I messed up there. And it is rare that I allow myself to just celebrate all of the little wins that I do have throughout the day. And that's just naturally how our our brains are wired. We don't have to get down on ourselves for that. We're wired to look out for danger and look at how we can be accepted by others as much as possible and solve problems. And these are all good things, but it takes a little more effort to allow ourselves to celebrate and be proud of what we have done and really recognize our accomplishments. So I am a big fan of finding as many reasons as possible to uplift and encourage ourselves throughout the day. And that's another reason I really like this celebration technique when we're forming habits, because it gives ourselves an excuse, a reason to celebrate often. Now let's talk about some different examples of what this celebration might look like. In my online course, Help Through Habits, I have a whole sheet of like 40 different ways that you can celebrate. So I am sure you'll be able to come up with something that resonates with you, some way that you just naturally feel this celebration. You can use your imagination, have fun with it. Depending on your personality, your celebration might be really exaggerated and kind of silly, or it might just be a really subtle action or just a silent thought even. It's important that you choose a celebration that feels authentic and natural because It's actually going to have the opposite effect if it feels awkward or phony or forced or kind of uncomfortable. That's going to discourage your brain from wanting to do that behavior again. 
So a good way to come up with a celebration that will work for you is to think about how you would naturally respond if, say, you got a phone call that you won a raffle that you entered, or your mom calls and tells you she's going to take the family on a cruise, or how would you naturally respond to one of your children if they came and told you some happy news, they got straight A's, or they accomplished this goal that they'd been working on? What's your natural inclination? Here are just a few examples to kind of get your brain thinking in this direction. You might kind of give your fist a little pump, fist pump. You may say a happy word or phrase. Of course, if you're responding to somebody else, you would say this out loud. But if you're celebrating something that you did, this might just even be in your head. Something like, yes, or way to go, or good job, me. Maybe you would clap your hands, give yourself a thumbs up. Uh, You could make a victory sign, a V for victory with your fingers or your arms. You could imagine a crowd cheering for you. Maybe even just take a really deep, satisfying breath and just allow yourself to take a moment to be proud. Maybe you give a really big smile. This works really well, especially if you're around a mirror. You can smile at yourself. Drum a little beat on a table or a wall. Hum a few seconds of a favorite song. You could draw a happy face in the air with your finger. You could throw imaginary confetti into the air. Uh, You could give yourself a high five. Again, celebrating might feel a little bit awkward at first, but it's really just taking advantage of how your brain is naturally designed. So there's nothing to be embarrassed about here. Okay, once you have picked your celebration, you've done the other steps of the habit loop, you've picked your prompt and your feeling and your action, and you are incorporating this celebration technique, how long do you need to use celebration as a reinforcement? Well, once your habit really becomes established, once it becomes a true habit, and it's something that, again, feels kind of more uncomfortable not to do than to do, then celebration really becomes optional. You don't need to continue celebrating the same habit forever. But of course, you're welcome to if you'd like to. There's nothing wrong with that. But one exception here is you might always want to have some sort of planned reinforcement like celebration for habits that are particularly like painful or awkward or kind of unpleasant in any way, just to continue having some sort of positive association with them. For example, every time I take my kids to get vaccinated or get their shots, I take them out for ice cream or we have ice cream when we get home. My mom used to do this for me when I was young and I still remember that. And I actually have somewhat fond memories of going to get my shots because the positive reinforcement of the ice cream outing afterwards really outweighed the negative experience of getting shots in my mind. I know there are some people who say you shouldn't use food as a reward, but this was less of a reward and it's just more of a way to make the whole vaccine experience a little bit less miserable. Another way to really take advantage of this celebration technique for things that are are a little bit more uncomfortable or harder is to try as hard as possible to find the natural reward in the situation. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about how to stay motivated on your health journey, and we talked about finding your why and really looking for the positive aspects of why you do certain things that might be a little more difficult, like strength training or 
meal planning or things that maybe you don't naturally enjoy. And so celebration can be a really great and easy way to help keep you motivated and to help continue reinforcing some of those habits that are, that are a little more difficult to do that you don't want to naturally do. So back to my Sudoku example. It was really interesting as I was playing this game. I also kind of had this podcast episode on my mind and realized as I was playing how many little bolts of celebration my brain was getting throughout the game. So in the game, there are only certain numbers that can go in each of the squares, and you kind of have to figure out those numbers by process of elimination. And it can be really challenging, especially on some of the harder puzzles. So every time I figured out a new number, I got a little zing, a little celebration. Every time I figured out an entire row or an entire little cube, I got another little zing. So all throughout this game, I'm just getting these little bolts of celebration. And then, of course, when the entire puzzle is finished, depending on the puzzle, it could take a while and (laughs) a fair amount of effort. Then my brain got this big bolt of celebration at completing the puzzle. Now, there are lots of times also while playing the game that I'm getting disappointments Maybe I put in a number I thought it was right, and then I go through and I realize that was the wrong number, and I have to backtrack and fix a bunch of the numbers. There's a a bit of frustration and difficulty to doing the game as well, but those little celebrations overrode all of the frustrations that I was feeling. And that's just a prime example of how effective this technique can be at really ingraining something in your brain and wanting your brain to do it again and again and again. I've had to like hide the Sudoku book. It's only been a day or no, it's been two days since I discovered Sudoku. And after yesterday, I decided I didn't get as much work done as I wanted to should have. So the Sudoku book is going being put away. It's I'm going to pull it back out for when I'm on vacation or on a Saturday or something when I have a little more downtime. But I'm going to continue using the technique of celebration that made my brain want to go back to that book over and over for the habits that I want to incorporate more of in my life. And I encourage you to do the same. All right, so that is the basics of celebration. It's super simple, but keep in mind, if it's easy to do, it's also easy not to do. So don't be fooled into thinking just because this is a really simple and easy technique to use for habit formation Don't let it fool you into thinking that it's not a necessary or a really helpful one. So my challenge for you today is to come up with maybe three to five just natural ways you can celebrate when trying to establish a new habit. Test them out. See if they work. See if they feel too hokey. You need to switch them around. There's nothing wrong with experimenting and readjusting as needed. Maybe write them down so that you are reminded of what you chose and what your plans are. And then choose a new habit to create and try and incorporate this celebration technique into it. See if it works for you. Okay, hopefully you enjoyed this little tip and let me know how it works. Let me know if you try implementing it, what habits you are working on, what habits you're going to be trying to use celebration in. And come let me know over on Instagram. I'm at Jenna Waite underscore RD. So come on over there. Follow me. Send me a DM. I would love to hear how this celebration technique is going for you and your journey on increasing your healthy habits in your life. Okay. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, real quick before you go. If you found this episode helpful in any way, 
Would you do me a huge favor and take just a minute or two to leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It really helps the show get found by more people. And it just lights me up to know that the show is helping someone out there and that I should continue putting out more episodes. Thank you so much.